personal accountability or employee accountability. Those words get thrown around all the time in every management seminar, management book, or even this podcast. We're talking about it today. Why? Because it is extremely important to hold yourself accountable and your team accountable. The problem is a lot of these books and seminars don't actually teach you what that really means, what actions you have to do in order to be accountable. Well, I have J.M. Ryerson joining me today on this power episode to break down his strategies of what he helps companies and individuals put into place so that accountability is no longer an issue. So without further ado, let's dive into today's power episode of You're in Charge, Conversations that Spark Change with J.M. Ryerson. Pivoting to the, the, I think the next logical one word from your book as well, and we've touched on a little bit is accountability. So there's two parts to accountability. One is personal accountability. So again, following the path of our example of a salesperson, it's my job to know my products inside and out so well, to understand what potential concerns someone would ask, questions to ask, I need the answer so that I can be comfortable in listening without as soon as you say something, I'm already thinking what I'm going to say. And so really I'm disconnected. The other accountability is as a leader, accountability, how do you hold someone accountable uh, to that job? How do you coach them? So let's talk about personal accountability first. When you're working with individuals or for yourself, when the words personal accountability, what does that mean to you? What are we trying to accomplish? What, what are we literally, why, why are we doing whatever we're doing? So in this example, I'm going to go work at um, whatever my job is. I'm going to go work in sales. Right. Okay, cool. Why, am, why are you working? Because I need to support my family. Cool. And I ask two questions in every interview. What is the minimum amount of income you need to make? And what, how much would you like to make? Right. And the reason I ask both is the minimum, if they're not making that amount of money, I, I'm not doing my job as a leader. And so, right. and if I follow up, it's important for my kids. Okay, cool. So your kids are very important to you. Yes. And they are literally setting all the accountability measures that I need for the, for their job. It's rare, uh, especially in an interview, it's rare that I'm going to put their measures higher than they will themselves. So once you do that, once you do that personal accountability where they say, this is exactly what I need to do in order to take care of my family. Now as a leader, it's just my job to check in with them and say, how are we doing? It doesn't right. have to be a, a negative come down on them. They should be clear on exactly what they need to do so much so that they are taking the person accountability before the leader ever gets there. No, I see. I love that because and, and for those of you who lead teams, listen to what JM just said. He, he, the, the idea of, I'm telling you what's important to me. Maybe it's my kids. Maybe it's I'm saving for college. Maybe it's I want to buy X, Y, and Z. Whatever that is, that goes into your manager. I call it the manager toolbox. So when I'm having a conversation with JM about performance, hey, we're almost there. I can reference that. They now go, oh, Glenn remembers why I'm doing this. And also, if I need to push you a little bit, I can say, well, what about that car? What about paying off those loans? What about those kids? But what I'm doing is, 
helping them on their plan, right? That's really the key here for you listening here. I usually would recommend, I did this for years with my team, check in in the morning. What are you working on today? Like five minutes, three minutes. What are you working on today? X, Y, Z. Great. Whenever I would check in, to your point, it's not me coming down on them. I'm helping them fulfill their plan. If I tell them, here's the three things you have to do today, I will bet you anything. There's at least one of them. They're going, well, he doesn't understand. That's not really important. I should be doing something else. And they're fighting me on the plan versus I'm there to help you succeed and get you to finish the day. Basically saying, if Jam, if you do what you just say you did, we're staying on course to get X. So when you go in, now let's pivot a little bit from coaching leaders. What's their biggest mistake that they make when trying to hold their team accountable? I think it comes down to knowing the incentives, Glenn. I really do. Uh, these leaders come in and they think I got to crack the whip or I'm going to throw some money at it. Right. You, you, neither of those really work long-term. Everyone mm-hmm. is different. That's So we have to understand that everyone is literally different in how they are incentivized. For instance, I don't care. Money has never been a driver for me. It's just not. Right. But recognition, huge. It's a huge thing for me because I want to help other people. That's, that's, so that's always been my driving factor. So I think the biggest, and then the second thing I'm to answer your question, uh, managers will come in and they'll label people. You're lazy. You're not competent. You're whatever they say it is. And it's like, actually, maybe they have a sick mom at home. Right. Maybe they're, 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 they, their wife has left them. And before we start berating or coming down on somebody, dig a little deeper and just say, is everything okay? Because right. if things are messed up at home, and I know, again, that shouldn't be your problem, but it is as a leader in your workplace, if they're having problems at home, it might be, hey, why don't you take some time? Go take care of that. Right. So you can show up 100%. So quite little, and I've made that mistake. I can't tell you countless amount of times through my career where they're just lazy. They don't get it. No, they, they have other issues going on. Now, if they can't or they won't do it, then I know I just need to remove them from my culture. Right. But if they just don't know how and they're having other issues, cool. I can work with that. Let's dig into that a little bit. And that's the support you were talking about. Hey, how are we doing? Is there anything you're not understanding or ways that I can support you? Actually, yes, Glenn, there are so many ways you could help me with your expertise. And then now we don't have to go back and forth with you like hurting their feelings and now they're in a shell and now they're really not going to perform. Instead, you've said, how can I support you? Yeah, I I, I love that. And so when I train individuals, there's two things that I use. One is, you know, you have to get to the bottom as a leader. Is it a knowing K-N-O-W problem, meaning they don't understand? Or is it a no, no, I'm not going to do this. That's, they're two separate. And a lot of times, new leaders and sometimes experienced leaders always default to, well, JM doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And we harp on that. And we say, how many times do I have to tell you to do X, Y, and Z? Instead, if we just took a moment to say, well, wait a minute, we're not getting the results. I need to figure this out. JM, what do you remember from training about X? You're either going to tell me you know it or you don't, or somewhere in the middle. If you don't, and I 
as you said earlier, have an open uh, sort of communication channel with my team where they can say, Glenn, I'm sorry, I've completely forgot. And it's like, no problem. I'll retrain you, get you back on track. Awesome. But now what have I done as a leader? We're, we're not going to have that conversation again because I know I trained you. Even if somebody else did it, I know we can look each other in the eye said, I did this. But if you say, no, I know exactly what to do now, to your point, I can say, well, wait a minute. If you know what you're supposed to do, how come we're not doing it? It could be something happens outside. I can address that. Maybe it's a discussion of, well, you know what, Jam, I always disagreed. I think my way is better. Great. Let's have that conversation. Let's figure that out. But to your point, if I just keep labeling people and keep saying, well, they're this or they're that or they, and it's just one way, you're going to drive great people away or you're going to frustrate the hell out of yourself. And it's just not a great way because that really to me is not accountability. I think to your point, accountability is do what you say. And part of your job as a leader is to help coach them and develop them instead of manage them. No, I, I agree. And when you say the N-O, that to me, there's two ways that you can gauge that. If they don't have a good attitude and they don't put in the effort. Yep. And you know that they're the N-Os. They, they are the people, look, they're the people that don't want to really be there. That's the people that you should remove. But if they're giving you great attitude, they're putting in the work. Some of my best performers were not the best out of the gate, but they sure. gave you the work ethic. They, they showed up with a great attitude. They were a slower learner, but long-term, they were awesome for my culture. They were awesome for the company. And we have to remember that. Some of your all-star performers, they're just so gifted. But if they show up with a crappy attitude every day, long-term, they won't be there. Right. And, and one of the things that I, I've noticed sometimes, it, it, and I really liked when you're talking about putting people with labels and in buckets. Oh, they used to be good, but they're not now. And you're not taking responsibility to figure out what happened, right? If you had a top performer and they're not performing well, there's a reason. And you have to start diving in to figure it out to see one, if I can salvage them or no, they can't be salvaged, whatever it is. But if they were performing, it could be the way you're communicating. It could be what you said. I gave them money, but what they really wanted was a pat on the back. They wanted recognition, right? So again, there is this uh, with personal accountability is taking the time to understand your folks, what motivates your folks, what gets them going, what they want from you so that you can deliver on that as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, I know I got a lot out of it. If you want to listen to the full episode or watch the full episode, jump over to YouTube or wherever you get podcast. Just look for episode number 80. That's the full version of our conversation with J.M. Ryerson. Uh, thank you so much for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or if you're an Android user, you know, subscribe over there on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Again, if you'd like to watch the episode, jump over to our YouTube channel and you'll see all the episodes that we put out every single Monday and Thursday. So again, I thank you so much for your attention. It means the world to me that you spend time with me and my guests learning new skills to make you a better leader, uh, because that's the point of this podcast to help you grow into the leader that you want to be. So as I say, at the end of every episode, you're in charge. But now J.M. Ryerson gave you a few more tips and tools to help you become more successful. Thanks again. Look forward to seeing you next episode. Yeah.